0: Welcome to Movies Charles Hasn't Seen, Episode 64. My name is Crossman.
1: I'm Wilson. And I'm Charles.
0: And each week, Wilson and I share a classic movie we have seen with Charles that he hasn't seen. This week, we watch the 1991 movie Point Break. So, Charles, tell us about it.
1: Okay, so Point Break stars the FBI agent Johnny Utah and. The uh, real life. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Their division is trying to catch these bank robbers who have been, you know, hitting a ton of banks uh, while dressed up as ex-presidents. And they theorize that these bank robbers are surfers in the area who only rob banks in the summer because they're there surfing. So Johnny goes and uh, learns to surf and gets in with the local surfing crowd and discovers that they actually are the robbers. And so he uh, tries to bust them and fails in the big attempt, and they take his girlfriend hostage. So he has to let them go. I mean, most of them get shot, I guess. Um, but he gets the, the, the leader guy uh, in the end when he knows the guy wants to surf a giant wave in Australia. So he gets them
2: there. This movie, what uh, was your pick, Crossman. So what made you want to watch uh, Point Break?
0: Oh, we was talking about this last week. I think Lost in Translation was making fun of this movie. Yeah, um, maybe
2: not directly, but movies like this.
0: Yeah, It felt like they were referencing this movie directly. Really? Because, yeah, they they speak to Keanu. Right. And, I I don't know. I think they
2: were picking on Point Break 12 years later.
0: (laughs) I I think so, yeah. Okay, maybe. (laughs)
2: Okay. I mean, this movie has other merits beyond beyond that it, it does <laughs> yeah. it
0: does uh i think it's a great movie uh, that, i really enjoy this movie i think it's the most 90s movie it's timeless. uh yeah wouldn't clueless
1: be the most 90s movie possibly the, that, that, that might be was the, very overt the 90s.
0: sister film to the point break <laughs> yeah. most 90s film 90s testosterone yeah films. yeah a few reasons. So it's it's incredibly well made. I think Catherine Bigelow like really shows her, her stripes as as a director here. It's super fun to watch. All the action sequences are awesome. The fact that they mix in these sort of like extreme sport sequences in ways that are like ridiculous but like make sense within the movie. Yeah, that I, I, I guess going back to the action scenes, like they're they're incredibly well shot. Yeah. And they're. surprisingly violent. Uh <laughs> And for a movie that, like, on its face seems goofy, yeah, yeah, oh, and it um,
2: is goofy. Like, let's not beat around the bush. Was this R rated? Yeah. I forget. It's uh, it's got to
0: be. It's got to be. I have the IMDb uh, page. People Hold get up. shot in the head, and in, yes, it was rated R. It yeah. yeah. was
1: quite a bit of blood. Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So lots, this was correct. Lots of right
0: adult yeah. themes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The <laughs> the great <laughs> Patrick Swayze is in this film. He's very compelling as his his character. The woman in this film is... yeah.
2: I, mean, I have it up. Swayze's probably the best part of this Katie, movie. Katy Perry yeah. look-alike?
0: Uh, Lori Petty is is her name. Uh, she's Wait, also is great. Is related? Also. Petty.
2: Petty. Not Perry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um.
0: I, I like her a lot in in this film. And actually I think all the supporting actors are great. Gary BC, I think is John is C really McGinley good. shows up. John C. McGinley is great. <laughs> is yeah. he the police yeah. chief guy? Yeah,
2: he's yeah. Dr. Cox from the
0: Scrubs. I
1: I've seen him in too many comedic properties. I couldn't take him seriously as like the angry
2: police chief. I don't think they are supposed to take any of this seriously. That's true. Yeah. But like
1: yeah. he was supposed to be like really macho and stuff and I'm just used to him like being really funny. Oh
2: yeah, I thought he was funny here and I He was. He was
1: yeah. funny by That's design.
2: True.
0: Yeah. So I, I feel like I've gone through a cycle of having people in my life who haven't seen Point Break and then making them watch this movie <laughs> and them assuming that it's going to be dumb and it then afterwards dumb, right? commenting on how much they liked
2: it. Yeah, no, I do yeah. like it, but this movie is dumb. This is a <laughs> dumb movie. <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm okay with On purpose, with that. right? Yeah. Right, yeah, and like, I, not in a bad way. Like, it's, yeah. it's uh, like, everybody in it is kind of dumb and the, the concept doesn't make any sense and like so much of the plotting so is so much fun is wacky but like that doesn't matter right? Like none of that matters yeah it
0: comes together so well that like none of that
2: really right matters. exactly yeah. and yeah. you kind of know that going in like when you hear about the undercover fbi agent that's infiltrating a, uh, a surfer sur- society surfer gang, yeah. like yeah of course that movie's gonna be stupid right like yeah. it, it's it's a it's supposed to be right. um but yeah catherine catherine bigelow just crafts it so well and swayze especially um, Is so effective here that, like, the dumbness becomes the attraction. Like, it's that's yeah. the idea.
1: I kind of didn't expect you guys' reaction in this movie because the first I'd heard of it was in Hot Fuzz. Okay. And I'd, I had seen Bad Boys 2 when Hot Fuzz came out, but I'd, not, I'd probably not even heard of Point Break until that movie came out. So I just kind of thought that it was in the same, like tier or like level as Bad Boys 2, mm. which
2: I remember they're, being like ridiculous action wise, but just kind of bad.
0: They're
1: similarities for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. in the
2: sense that they're both like big dumb action movies, but this is a better made movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, Bad Boys 2 is the kind of movie that you put on, you kind of laugh at, because they have the scene where they're, like, spinning the camera around the heroes and he says, shit just got real, and like, (laughs) it's incredibly funny. Um, But it's not intended to be funny. I'm pretty sure Michael Bay was saying that unironically and he thought it'd be badass, but it's just hilarious, right? But uh, So, I thought Point Break might be the same kind of thing, where it's, like, you know, trying to be too serious but is unintentionally funny and, like, dumb in that way, but I think this movie is
2: a, a, on a better level than that. I agree. Yeah, I think that Catherine Bigelow is more aware than Michael Bay, which is not, you know, a huge compliment, but yeah. <laughs> she is. Yeah, and, and is just a better filmmaker. All right. And, I, I think she's
0: right? also purposely kind of pointing at genre conventions within mm-hmm. action, oh, for sure. and she's commenting on it in a very intelligent way, actually. And a couple of things come to mind there. The first is the violence of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you actually see people get shot. There's a lot of blood in this film, like a surprising amount. And I feel like that's her being like, if you're going to, like, show violence, show, like, show, show the, like, end result of yeah. it. Commit here. to it. And it's, it's pretty brutal and yeah. I think much more effective because of that. Not the cartoon violence of, say, like, a Bad Boys. Uh, well,
1: Bad Boys 2 is pretty, pretty damn violent, too. I think it was also an R rated action. But movie. it's not, like,
0: bloody. And I, I think the, like, yeah. The showing of blood I think is is important. Yeah. Cuz then mm-hmm. what you what like a movie like Bad Boys 2 leads to is later in Michael Bay's career Transformers, which is an incredibly violent film and very mi- militaristic film, you don't see any blood in that film at all. It's just this cartoonish thing that's made for kids even yeah. though it's like incredibly
2: violent. Yeah, you see the act of violence but not the like you said not the result. Yeah, and them. people yeah. like
0: die, like main
1: characters die in this film. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they Okay. It's more tragic because they're like, I don't know if we should be doing this, dude. When, yeah. they, when they get too deep into it and then they end up dying when they do go too deep. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you right. don't feel like bad. You feel bad for them, like, the people who are by this yeah. Essentially a cult leader yeah. pulled
2: into these bank robberies. Yeah. Uh, Tarantino would make similar points um, after this actually uh, in Reservoir Dogs about how he the movie is so violent because you need to see the results yeah. of the violence. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's well
1: considered. And, and, and there's always like blood being the classic symbol of like the results of your actions
2: and Mm -hmm. like guilt and literally blood on your hands right yeah
0: there's so many like in american media there's there's so much violence and i'm i don't want to come off sounding like a sort of like a puritan or or something (laughs) but like there's so much violence in american media and it's it's so rare that they show blood in films i think it the reason is is I think if you show blood, you, you upgrade from being a PG-13 movie to an R movie. And then nobody and, sees your movie. And then nobody sees your movie. Yeah. And and I, I think that critique is important in, in this film in, yeah. in a smart way. Well, and the irony
2: yeah. of that is that the reason the MPAA does that is yeah. to protect children, right? Like children aren't supposed to see this violence because yeah. it will influence them to become <laughs> violent themselves. The irony is that that probably certainly makes them more violent because they don't see the downside. It's all the cool part. It's all all the ego of violence and none of the results of it. Um, And that is that that Catherine Bigelow can point that out and extract that so earlier in her career speaks well of her.
0: Yeah, very, very clever. Um, And then I think the other obvious genre critique that she's doing here is that the main male leads in this film are clearly kind of in love with each other or Keanu Keanu is in love with Swayze I don't I don't think Swayze like (laughs) returns his affection but Keanu is unable to shoot him to shoot him and to go like to do his job effectively because he he's so infatuated with the other main character (laughs) and that's uh that's a funny genre critique that I think is is important here Ooh. that like all these sort of like buddy action films are kind of about a little bit like, yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: or or even just like yeah like if if you if, if you're paired with some, <laughs> like all these movies pair these these men in in ways where it's like if you just took it a little step further it's it's clear that they are like in love with each other <laughs> I don't know if it automatically means that they're they're gay,
2: but no, no, but there
0: there is like a sort of platonic male love that these right. movies like don't get into.
2: Right. Well, cuz men don't know how to deal with that kind of
0: yeah, like affection that for that kind each of other. Affection, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um because, and really, that comes back to to homophobia, obviously, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. You see this, and it calls. Back, it, it is a commentary on that for sure. Yeah, like yeah. it calls back to Beverly Hills Cop, which we watched, and for, movies like 48 Hours and Lethal Weapon and things like that, right? These all these buddy cop movies. Um, it predicts Heat. I was reminded of Heat several times watching this movie, yeah. um, which has a, sim- a similar kind of protagonist antagonist relationship of affection. Yeah. Um, I need to rewatch that. It's a, a, a long movie. It's a long movie, but it's really good, and I I watched. Yeah, it.
0: that's w- another movie where whenever it's on TV, I'm like, oh damn, I gotta watch it. I like, rewatched the, 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 I, of, the, uh, the firefight yeah. like multiple. It's
1: multiple so good. Times, it's but, uh, the rest of the movie I've seen like twice, but I still like don't remember it that much because
2: it's so long. Yeah, I watched it relatively recently, and it holds up really well. Like, there are
0: actually elements of Heat that kind of refer back to Point Break. Definitely, like the the late bank robbery mm-hmm. in Point Break is. Yeah, that's yeah. very close to what happens in in heat, but yeah, that's in like a less intense manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah heat yeah. like takes it to another level. But
2: yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that Wayne. Let's talk about that scene because that scene is the high point of the movie. I think they happen in the following chase sequence. Uh, yeah. So so this is
0: it. Actually, takes a little bit of explaining to get to, but essentially, they've just they've. Discovered at this point that Keanu <laughs> is an FBI agent. Right,
2: FBI
0: A- agent. agent. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and they uh, <laughs> they they sort of force him to go skydiving with them. Right. That was yeah. a
1: strange scene because you think that they're going to make him splat on the ground because they already know he's an FBI agent.
0: Right? Uh, yeah, I like that. And about then they
1: just like, they're the... like, totally radical, dude. That was awesome. Right. I'm there, like,
0: what? there is a tension to that scene that is great. Yeah, right. Like even when they're getting into the plane, they're they're like passing parachutes back and forth. Yeah, that's the best yeah. part. Right. It's yeah. like,
2: you don't know. And like, they don't even seem to be super sure about who has what <laughs> backpack. Yeah. yeah turns out it didn't matter. Yeah. It yeah. turns out, yeah, then, they can do they're that. They're just going for a radical skydive, I think. Actually
0: gosh. if you do track the backpacks which I remembered to okay. on, when I watched it he ends up with the first backpack that they give him Okay. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what I
2: saw <laughs> that's yeah so it was just like a the ball game right? yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Um, um, I, I love that scene so I, I think and I think it's actually kind of great that they're like we're gonna have a skydiving scene and it's gonna be like eight minutes of the movie which is like a significant percentage of the movie right is them just like jumping out of a plane and like Just doing a skydiving scene. Yeah, and there's
2: two of them. There's another skydiving scene later on. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Swayze actually did his... He's actually a skydiver. Yeah. And he did it.
0: I mean, it it looks like he's actually doing it in the the scene. Some of the other stuff they could fake, like when they're in the circle. Yes. There's clearly... They they have... um, they shoot up at a particular angle where it's like you could just hang these guys and blow a fan in their face. Yeah, and like, yeah and which is shoot.
2: probably because how do you yeah. get that shot?
0: It'd be so line. expensive to yeah, just keep shooting, and shooting, by and shooting, shooting skydives. Yeah,
2: yeah, because yeah, yeah. you couldn't, you would not get it in one take. Like you'd have to have multiple twice Yeah. Yeah. And, like you. are So you're launching multiple planes into the air, and yeah, you're relying this, on the weather. And, yeah, with all yeah. this equipment. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and the, the never mind the insurance on something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. Like the coordination of millions and millions. Of the dollars.
2: coordination of like getting all those guys in a circle and then the camera person underneath them. Yeah. To shoot it yeah, that's, There's that's no insane. way. Yeah.
0: So clearly they do, they shot a couple times with stunt stunt actors. Yeah. Swayze actually did some of his stuff. Yes. And then the other stuff was clearly shot like. It, um,
2: they it's, tricks yeah but
0: tricks but it's still amazing that they did it like and it for the most part it is real skydiving which is awesome yeah, yeah. and and kind of something i miss about films where <laughs> did like, they
1: just have like actual cameramen skydiving with them with totally. the BS camera
0: no, no no i mean they would have been special cameras okay. for it the other thing that would be hard about it is when you're when you're shooting so high in the air, the sun like really fucks with the camera. So like the uh-huh. angles that you shoot at are like really important. Mm-hmm. The reflections from the water are really challenging. Uh, yeah, so right. you have to use like really strong filters on the camera. It's, mm-hmm. it, it would be very technically difficult to shoot and it's shot very well.
2: Yeah. 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 They, they, they really nailed it. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, you mentioned that like you missed that in film and I think that's part of the reason that the Mission Impossible movies are so popular is because you know you're going to get at least one like ridiculous stunt from Tom Cruise in those movies.
0: Same with the recent Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. So, all those, yeah, all the car stunts in the recent Fast and Furious movies are just like, they just like did that yeah. thing they that they show. Like yeah, like they do drop cars shit. out of planes. and. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, um, or you have
2: Tom Cruise hanging on to the wing of an airplane as Yeah. heads
1: off. I did see a funny comment while we're yeah. on there that the first Fast and Furious is a remake of Point Break and okay. it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it kind of is true. Like, it does set like a structure
2: that.
1: Yeah, it's the same like going undercover by like joining a society, and it turns out the people you made friends with were the criminals all along.
2: Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is what happens. When did, when did Fast and Furious, the first one, come out? I think it was like early 2000s. Yeah, it'd be be like 2000 or 2001. Yeah. Sounds right. Um, Yeah, but you're right. I think that they were clearly inspired by Point Break.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I think like when, like the most. Like, the major action movies of the year that, like, come out now are, like, the Marvel movies. And most of the Marvel stuff is just shot on green screens. Like, yeah. even and non-action scenes in Marvel are, like, mostly green screens. <laughs> well, because,
2: to, I mean, so many yeah. of the action movies are, are fantasy and sci-fi, right? Like, yeah. you can't just go into space, right? Yeah. Like you, have to, you have to do it on green screen. And if you're using a green screen anyway, yeah. like, you but might But even well if they're not doing, shit. like,
0: fa- fantastic things, yeah. like, just going to, like, a Soviet base in right. Siberia or something, which you could shoot in, like... Pinewood Studios in, in London, right? Right. They're not doing that. They're just shooting in front of a green screen. Yeah, so saving that money. Yeah.
2: Get the get that Georgia tax break. Yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It, it reminds me of uh, <laughs> Gravity. Have you seen Gravity, Charles? Yeah. It's, when I um, quite like that one. Which, yeah, Gravity which is like
0: a ninety eight percent CGI. Right. Yeah.
2: Apparently, there was some interviewer that asked Corone what it was like to shoot in space. Like oh my during God. The, promotion, the promotion of that movie. The CGI is very good. It, it fooled this guy because yeah. he thought that they actually like went up into space and shot this movie. Well,
0: and he might have been <laughs> thinking of Apollo 13 where like they did do the sort of gravity yeah. planes to like shoot some scenes. Mm-hmm, that's true. Uh, so, But that's clearly not
2: <laughs> what happened in gravity. Yeah, of yeah. course. Like they have ships blown apart and stuff.
0: Um, um yeah, okay. So so they do the skydiving sequence, which is excellent, I think one of the best parts of the film. Yeah. Uh and then they they reveal to him that they've they've uh they've captured the the
2: the anonymous you love Tyler. The yeah. Tyler. Yeah.
0: Um His surf instructor slash love interest, (laughs)
2: Um,
0: and they're going to force him to go on like one final heist with him. And the rules of their heist up to this point would be they just rob the cash drawers, they're in and out within a minute, and they and that's why what makes them like so successful. They're like they're not overreaching, right? Yeah. So as you might expect, they overreach. Yeah, they avoid those rules. They go into the into the safe. They they trying go for
1: the vault you never go for the vault
0: yeah yeah they, they try and make it a one last thing yeah and the one end result nice right yeah there's <laughs> there's an undercover or there's a off-duty cop who happens to be in the mm-hmm. of a bank he like recruits a security guard who is kevin from uh office um i didn't recognize him Oh well, I'll, yeah. I'll have to go back He's and see that again because I
1: didn't notice. Yeah, would totally think I would because I'm a huge Office fan, so maybe yeah. I just completely missed. Well, it. He
0: looks much skinnier. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean this
1: is like 10 years before the Office, at so. least. Yeah, yeah, more than that.
0: No, sure. yeah, it's like 15 there. At
1: least. I, I'm gonna have yeah. to go and see that again. Okay, because uh, yeah. I totally missed yeah. that too.
0: Um, and they are, they actually they kill two of the Swayze's teammates, mm-hmm. including his younger brother, who's who's on his team. And and um, kind of like very tragically, <laughs> he dies. Yeah. 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 Well, and the
2: cop dies, um, the yeah. one that recruits Kevin from the office. Yeah. And I think Kevin from the office dies too.
0: Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, they, you know, but off one. In like share.
0: pretty brutal fashion, and Swayze has like a Colt 45, and like. Right, and they're not Shoots the like, cop in they're, the chest, and they show it—blood yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and yeah, he falls, and said. you see
2: him dead on the ground. Yeah, and you see he pull the trigger.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, then his younger brother kind of like chokes on his blood as he like dies. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a downer actually. Yeah. It's
2: a, it's gruesome. It's that. it's
0: a like kind of surprisingly emotional moment in a film yeah. that is like
2: yeah, I, like, and yeah. I, I I feel like. I forgot, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. But what follows from that is the, uh, is the chase sequence, which, I, which for me is one of the best made moments in this film, the, the, where Swayze is running away from Keanu on foot in his... No, that
0: happens earlier in the film.
1: What am I thinking
2: of?
0: That's when Keanu gets revealed as the FBI agent. That's oh, yeah. the, oh, you're right. That's before the skydiving scene. You're savings. right. Because right. they
1: had the car chase.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Busey and, and Keanu. So, before the skydiving scene, Busey and Keanu are staking out the bank because they figure out which bank mm-hmm. Swayze and his team are going to rob. Yeah, you're right. I um, got mixed up. They, they show up, and then before they go and rob the bank... Keanu and Beauty like start shooting at the car and then this chase sequence
2: That's the one begins
0: and then that's yeah, and that's cool.
2: why he like yeah. Swayze knows that Keanu's the agent But Keanu doesn't know that he knows because he has the mask on. Yes. Yes.
0: Keanu's okay. like still not entirely sure Don't you sure think Keanu
1: would have figured it out since he knows that they're the robbers So they're probably the ones that are under the mask. Yeah, but he
0: doesn't know which of them is Swayze like he doesn't sure. have like perfect information about the situation. Sure, but he right. could
1: reasonably assume yeah. that they know who he is yeah. by that point.
0: And it's it's unclear if if they had seen him until like the very end when when
2: he like makes eye contact. yeah when they
0: make eye contact yeah like they're and in that
2: reservoir like, or that yeah. whatever it's called and you see him on top of the thing and looking it down the yeah. LA River the LA River, yeah. the LA River whatever yeah. it is um, well this movie
0: shot all over West LA actually okay. and it's it was. Nice to see <laughs> see what West LA was like in the '90s. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was a while ago now. Yeah, um, but yeah. that that sequence is absolutely dynamite. Like, it is so well crafted. Like, I was reminded.
0: There's why, so many elements to it. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, it, a it goes, dog gets thrown. <laughs> a dog gets thrown and punted. Yes, yeah. um, it, I was reminded of stuff like in the Bourne movies. If those movies were shot without the shaky cam, right? <laughs> because she does like it. She has the restraint to not just like move the camera all over the place. You you see what's going on. You see the stuff that's happening. It's pretty clear and it works because of that. Yeah, it starts,
0: it starts as a car chase yeah. too, and like a shooting car chase. Yeah. Pretty fun car chase. They go through that... a gas station. Yep. And they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. they like burn the cars with the gas and like, yeah. that, that's a crazy sequence too. No kidding. And uh, she
2: doesn't hide any of it. Like, yeah. You s- just see it on screen. And then
0: yeah, and then it's all on foot. And then yeah.
2: Right. Well and and it's very in a sense, kind of simple presentation. It's like you see. The Swayze character run down this corridor and then right after that you see keanu run down that same corridor
0: very yeah
2: but it it articulates the geography just perfectly mm-hmm. and it makes you exactly aware of how one sequence follows into the next falls into the next
0: yeah i uh i for a film class in college we tried to reshoot a scene like this or sort of like a running chase scene and it is very hard to make it look exciting, I believe, whatsoever. It. Yeah, and
2: I mean that's why so yeah. many. That's why you start shaking the camera. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, because you it, it fills in for the lack of excitement in your in your scene, and so much of it is done in the editing as well, right? Like cutting that together in a way that is both clear and compelling. Not cutting too many times. Yeah, yeah, not cutting too many times. Not cutting too few times. Cutting in the right spaces so that you can orient the audience in this rapid movement really difficult to do yeah yeah or like
1: conveying the speed of the runners with a relatively static camera angle i think they had most of them
2: yeah that's true that's a good point um and i think you can tell how well done that is because you see how often it is done poorly in other films (laughs) right like we've raised a few times the liam neeson jumping over the fence in seven cuts right like that's crazy. Yeah. But to make it worse, it mm-hmm.
1: wasn't just a million cuts. Sometimes the camera was like zooming in and out during those
2: like <laughs> tiny fraction of a second uh, shots. Right. right. It was
1: changing zoom levels. It's like,
2: oh. Right. And like that's like a super clear example. But I think you can see any kind of movie where it just feels like kind of a not very interesting case sequence. And you compare it to this and you'll start to see why the, some, something works when something else doesn't, even if it's not immediate apparent on the on the first viewing.
1: Yeah, and of course, like you have to make the stakes matter so that you care about sure. what's
2: going on, and that really
1: elevates the tension of the scene. And they manage to sell it here because the characters have a relationship, I and mean, you know, you know who's under the Reagan mask.
2: Right, right. You know who each of them are, and yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of uh, film is more than just that individual. Cinema is more than just that individual scene, but uh, yeah, it works. Uh, that sequence was my favorite in the movie. Like, it works so well. Um, my money yeah and of course it ends in the classic hot fuzz reference scene where he's shooting <laughs> the gun in the air while screaming <laughs> yeah
0: which which doesn't totally make sense but
2: no and like how does he explain that when he goes back to the station it's like yeah he fired discharged my... he says nine, nine times yeah he it, says he missed yeah. yeah that would have to be it yeah um but
0: and, and busey's like oh you don't miss you don't miss fucking
2: yeah. <laughs> busey yeah um I talk about busey yeah, busey? yeah
0: we, we should so busey he's an interesting guy he's he's a well-known like wacky person. Yes. And he's definitely wacky in this film, but he's mm-hmm. he's kind of great in it. Uh his, his character's like very very good as sort of like I mean he's the like classic like grizzled guy yeah. who's like at the end of his career, but he he matches well with Keanu.
2: Right. Yeah. Well cause, because yeah. he's the grizzled guy at the end of his career, that's yeah. kind of crazy and like has his wacky ideas Yeah. And, Cano's the ingenue that has all these prospects and plays it real straight. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, it's a very classic yeah cop pairing. Um, but yeah, I think he's really loud. He's, he's like
0: really big and loud. He's like one hundred fifty percent every <laughs> scene that he's in, and he
2: and he yeah. plays it crazy in a way that keeps it from just being you know like you're agitating my sciatica kind of guy, right? Like he he makes it yeah. you know weird <laughs> and that that's that's what this movie needed i think
0: yeah he's surprisingly active too like yeah he, you see him very early in the film like sort of backflipping into the pool and like he's, <laughs> that's right yeah there are other scenes where he is like moving around like he's involved in the action late in the film as well
2: yes well and in the middle of the film right when they yeah. do that raid on the house where they think the robbers are and it turns out to just be the drug dealers yeah like, you, uh, busey's involved with that and so yeah, he is. He has a role in it, and he's very excited about his meatball sandwiches. Sure. <laughs> I, yeah. I should have got three. I'm so hungry. <laughs> yes, yeah, has, has to get the
0: fact it's... that he can turn something so small into something so crazy and notable <laughs> yes. is just like a, a rare talent. Right? Uh, Who the
2: hell wants two meatball sandwiches in the first place? Like at, that's at so 10:30 much, in the morning. At 10:30 in the morning. <laughs> that's yeah. so much food. Yeah. You're gonna be
1: feeling that the rest of the day. Yeah, you're uh, about to have an action sequence. So you get, you're gonna have that in your belly while you're doing it. <laughs> right? That? Seriously. Yeah.
0: He, I know that he, he was in some sort of accident or had some sort of like major medical issue, and that's kind of like prevented him from being on screen more.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think he has had some substance abuse. Oh yeah, issues. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, so has he there... been in anything lately? <sighs> Boy, nothing springs to mind. He, he might have been, but I don't know. I don't remember seeing him.
0: His son, Jake, was in Starship Troopers.
2: Oh, yeah. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Gary (laughs) Busey is no spring chicken anymore. Like, he was well into his 50s when this movie was made, and that was 30 years ago. Yeah.
0: The only other thing I can think of him in is the Predator sequel, and (laughs) there was a short-lived show on Comedy Central where this guy just kind of followed... Gary Busey around and like <laughs> stalked him. It, yeah, it was like no, no, no. It was like an early <laughs> reality show, oh, but it was like this random comedian guy hanging out with Gary Busey. Okay, yeah,
2: that's a lot of shows. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> do that. Um,
0: and yeah, uh, it was like you could really see his like substance abuse hitting pretty hard oh, in man. that in that show. So but, I am that's probably why he's not in so good. I think it's difficult for him
2: to like hold it together. That's so, too bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is too bad because he's he's great in this. Yeah, Yeah.
2: he clearly, at at one point in his career, had the chops. Um, His character dies. He gets shot.
0: Yeah, pretty tragically. Yeah,
2: again, and they show it.
0: And it's, yeah, it's pretty bloody. He he gets shot, like, from behind, right? Yeah. Like, like, a couple times. Well, and
2: it's a guy that you think was already dead, right? And he pops up at the last minute to gun down the partner the day before retirement or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but once again, like, they don't play it you know, cheaply, I feel like. Right? Like that it, it has the weight that it, it's supposed to have.
0: Yeah. yeah, and like even Keanu is able to make it seem like very tragic. Like,
2: <laughs> right. Right. Even Keanu. <laughs> well, I
0: think Keanu's not great in this film. I no. think I think he's now... His
1: line delivery is... Terrible. It, I couldn't yeah. get it out of my head. It's so distracting. It's so bad. He's,
0: he's pretty early in his career and I think he's, he's not great. No. Uh, and... I think more recent films, like, his John Wick films are great. And I mm-hmm. think he's much better in those. He's, and,
1: he's gotten rid of yeah. his, like, surfer dude voice a bit. Like, it fit perfectly when yeah. he was trying to sound like a surfer to fit in with the surfer crowd, <laughs> but not when he was trying to be, like, an FBI agent. FBI you know, like, <laughs> agent.
0: Yeah.
1: It, um, it really stood out to me. His yeah. line
0: de- delivery is, like, very wooden. Yes. Which has been the critique
1: film. for much of his career. They always talked about that. I remember lots of uh, comments about The Matrix and his... The I, delivery I know for Kung
2: Fu. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even yeah. he's even better in The Matrix than he is here. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's kind of almost night and day, the, the difference. I mean,
0: he comes from, like, a goofy, like, film origin, right? Like, this is one of his first films. The other one is, like... Uh, this was bill, bill, and ted, bill and ted yeah uh, was that excellent. before this one yes yeah i believe so because his
1: sure his line delivery is perfect for that i haven't seen it but i've seen scenes from it that's
0: like a late 80s surfer comedy as well so yeah. you haven't yeah. seen
2: bill and ted's excellent adventure no oh, that, i've going, seen scenes from it that's but... going on the list yeah uh Crates, right uh, what's the
0: sequel to the radical adventure with or something? something like that yeah yeah
2: um, but then, oh yeah, we need to watch that movie.
0: They do kind of make fun of that kind of surfer character in this film though. Cause like the sort of side agents, the like other two guys, yeah. m- m- like make fun of like, like sort of Ninja Turtle style surfer language.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that when him and Busey show up to get yelled at by John C. McGinley, that, Keanu, like, has his fucking surfboard in the yeah. office with him. The, the bright magenta <laughs> surfboard yeah, with flames on it, like yeah, neon pink. And yeah. it's like, why the hell did he bring this thing like, with him?
0: It's a long, he couldn't fit in his car, dude, he,
2: right? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> bullshit. It was, it was just very funny to me. To they
0: make fun it. of that early in the film, yeah. Swayze looks at it, and he's like, that is a surfboard, is, <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's saying that like in real life right
2: yeah true yeah. well and it gets broken like i don't know a third of the way halfway through the movie when he gets in that fight with the
0: the other th- surfer gang
2: the other guys yeah and he, he like never gets another surfboard
0: <laughs> well the, he borrows one but Swayze gives him one right
2: yeah i yeah. guess he just has to find one he has to requisition one but, uh, Swayze sure like exactly takes
0: that. one off the wall and like yeah. Gets, oh yeah you're right that didn't happen but Bef- when they go like night surfing
2: yeah yeah which seems super dangerous yeah, like, if they to wanna... remark on how dangerous it is. Yeah. but they're like,
1: you just gotta feel the waves, man.
2: He's, yeah, he's been surfing for like three weeks at this point. Yeah, there. Like, it, man, yeah.
0: No. If you want to get hit by a great white, that is the yeah. perfect.
2: You just gotta way to feel deal. the soul of the ocean, yeah. man, or oh, the teeth of the shark. Yeah, and, yeah. and they are <laughs> off
0: L.A. Like, <laughs>
2: right? It's a it's a realistic possibility. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, there, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff like that in this movie, right? Where like yeah. he becomes this at least competent surfer after like two tries. Yeah. And like he ingratiates himself with this hippie surfer society, you know, immediately because yeah. he can throw a football. Right? Yeah. Like, there's all sorts of things in this when, movie that kind of make no sense.
0: Yeah. Right? When I was in L.A., I remember like at least once a year you'd hear a story of someone getting hit by a great white. Yeah, I bet. And yeah. Yeah. Dang. And, and a few of those people definitely died. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I bet it
2: happened at night. A lot yeah. too. It's a lot harder to see things. Yeah. Um. So I think they like... Th- we have a, a mutual friend that talks about the distinction between good movies and sweet movies, and like some movies are both. This is definitely a sweet movie, yeah. right? Like, and I, I think fully ascribe to that
1: dichotomy, or not dichotomy, but like the concept. Well, Two different if, scales. Yeah.
0: If, if if what you mean by sweet movies, like sweet movies are like fun kind of action movies, sort of yeah. like a fast and furious.
2: It's a loose definition, but yeah.
0: Whereas like good movies, like a more of a prestige style film like, right, a seri- like a serious something that will be like more capital, philosophically deep like a capital A art film right or yeah. like
2: The Godfather or whatever is a yeah. good movie
0: right? I, I think this is a I think this is both like this is a good movie it's very well no it made. is a good movie yeah, yeah I'm
2: not saying it's not a good movie it is yeah. a good movie Um, but it also is leaning into the sweet it it cares more about being sweet than about being good even though it is also good
0: that's true i mean it it does have the like the action sports like elements to it but they're they're shot so well and incorporated so well into the film that like i like even the surfing sequences that are early early in the movie where they're just like shooting stunt actors surfing like those are great and it's it's weird because there are like surf um, I don't know how to describe. Them. I guess like documentaries, right? Where you're you just like shoot people doing like stuff. Like endless summer and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. And the and this movie is like so capable of doing that so well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an interesting mix of like that, like action documentary and an actual and action an action movie. movie. Yeah, like a cop buddy cop well, action and movie. And so
2: I, again, this is just captain Bigelow I think being very good at her job. Um, like so much of it, I think is her lighting outdoor scenes right like it's it's pretty tough to do that because the sun is out and (laughs) but she like gets this and
0: it's LA where like everything is like pale concrete which is like right that's like really hard to shoot in yeah Yeah. but but she like gets this kind of
2: blue glow a lot of the time that that really kind of emanates this chilled out surfer attitude right and when she needs like the warmer oranges she's able to bring those in at the same time, like as he's learning more, and like as the community is forming around him,
0: she shoots at night, which is really challenging. Yes, although yeah. I think the the night surfing scene was shot day for night, which is where you you mm-hmm. shoot during the day, but you put a bunch of filters on it mm-hmm. to make it look this like what it it's at like night for sure, um, and that's hard to make it look. Good, right? And she did. did, Yeah,
2: it it looked like it was nighttime, but you could still see what was going on. Yeah, and it was Mm -hmm. again this use of the blues that like that called to mind the ocean and called to mind the the open sky when you're out surfing. And that's really, yeah, that's not easy to do. Um, and she did it.
0: There are a few scenes where I definitely noticed, like, if if you pause and just like look at the scene, you're like, oh, the sky looks. Disgusting right now. And it's the, <laughs> you can really see the smog in LA that like didn't really get cleaned up until like the mid to late nineties. Right. So, right. With the gasoline emission standards that like came in. So
2: but yeah, yeah but he negotiates yeah. all those things well. Yeah. Um, is this your favorite Bigelow movie?
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think yeah. there's um what's the Osama one zero one.
2: Zero Dark Thirty.
0: Zero Dark Thirty. I think that's a really well shot film. I, th- I think its politics are kind of fucked up.
2: I disagree. Because yeah. okay. my favorite is Zero Dark Thirty. And I think that it is subtly a subversive movie. Okay. Um, and I think that Jessica Chastain brings it in that one. Uh, yeah.
0: The Hurt Locker is also excellent. Very, very good.
2: Um, You've seen these, correct? I've
1: seen them both. I can't say I remember them all enough to really comment on them, though. Let's see what else she's... They just kind of fell through my head for some reason.
2: Oh, really? uh, Both The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Theory stuck with me for a a very long time. And I guess still have. Um, I think those are impressive movies. She did Detroit recently. That was her most... That was her? Her most recent film, yeah. Which I did not see yet. Um, I heard it was disappointing.
0: Yeah, I heard there was a lot of criticism
2: around that. Yeah, it's been so. divided, um, which kind of makes me want to see it more. But oh, oh, I yeah. saw
0: K nineteen, The Widowmaker.
2: Oh yeah, that's right, you don't do that.
0: That's not a very good film. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs>
1: is that with with uh, Harrison Ford? It is. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> one of a few submarine Harrison Ford movies. What's the other one? Wasn't he in um...
1: Hunt for Red October? Was that? No, that
0: one, no that that's Sean Connery. Connery. That's yeah. Connery. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably just. I don't know that, that many. Oh, he did that
2: U. Well, what's the U five seven one? U571. Yeah, was that him? Or is okay, that just we, the, we can solve this. I have the next, next summary I might movie. Might fuck up
0: the recording, but yeah. <laughs> I thought him. Yeah, he's in U five seven one. There it is. Wait. Yeah. No. 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 This is K nineteen. Okay. So he's in K nineteen, and then let's see who's in U five seven one. I'm pretty sure he's in U five seven one.
2: Let's just. Uh, uh, all these movies are just letter, bunch of numbers. <laughs> Right. easy to confuse them and to confuse the people that are in them um, so i have no idea i haven't seen any of them no
0: okay so u571 is mcconaughey and paxton and harvey <laughs> harvey keitel is like the older guy in it
2: harvey keitel is always john bon
0: jovi is one of the main characters <laughs> holy shit it, right. well i mean both these movies are bad so <laughs> so
2: who cares yeah yeah um let's talk about patrick Swayze. Because uh, he is the best actor in this movie, he gives the best performance in this movie. He's um,
0: consistently good in things that I've seen him in. Yes. Um,
2: Underrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tragically died too young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah, has pancreatic a, cancer. Yeah, right? he was a cancer victim. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that is a, really a, a loss. Um, but he is great here. He is really, really good. I think this movie would not function nearly as well um, with somebody else in that role or with... Like a Keanu Caliber performance in that role, <laughs> um, but he like does the you know kind of dopey hippie surfer thing, but then flips it over to the bank robber in a way that makes perfect sense and is totally plausible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he I think he brings like the right amount of regret to his bad acts to make him at least somewhat sympathetic once he starts you know kidnapping people and things like that.
0: Yeah, he also has his like. I don't know if I call it religion but he has like a philosophy that he yeah, it's like lives this by
2: surfer shamanism thing but I think
0: that's interesting and compelling about the character that it like yeah. it, it motivates this character and it like it makes sense like for this character yeah well, and yeah. I think
2: it's important I, like you see at the beginning of the movie during the the first bank robbery scene and you know after that as well that he is not interested in violence like he's prepared for violence but he doesn't actually want to do it. Yeah. And that he is stealing from the cash registers and he assures the people that he's stealing from all of it's insured. Yeah. Which it is. Like it's all it's FDIC insured up to $250,000. Yeah.
0: Um
2: and I think that that matters that he sees this as kind of a victimless crime, right? That this thing that he's inconveniencing these people, but that's like the extent of it. And you see his turn once he he moves away from that. This mm-hmm. this activity that's motivated by that. Although I feel like I have thing. heard
1: this trope before. Oh sure, yeah. About like the the bank robber who like tells everyone, "Oh, don't worry, this isn't actually your money or whatever." Like I feel like that's come up in a lot of absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah,
2: it, it it certainly has, and it's used to draw sympathy for the the criminal, right? And it, I think it works here, and it again is simply true. Like that, yeah, and it's how it works. It's
0: like his primary motivation is like freedom more so than it is like money per se, right, right. and the money just like is the avenue for freedom. Right, and there's thing.
2: no narrative about like, oh, I need to gain more. For like, it's not a greed narrative, right? It's, not, yeah, it's yeah. not about him succumbing to desire for gaining more material things.
0: They're not robbing for the sake of robbing. Right, yeah,
2: yeah it's none of that. And you, and you see it at the end of the movie, right?
0: Yeah, I think, and what's interesting about this film is that like, by giving the robbers motivations, like they're far more sympathetic yeah. characters. Yeah, so when whereas, they get shot, like, it means something. Like, in you know just like random action movies the robbers like don't always have motivation They're, or whatever The you know criminal bad guy in the film like it's just like they, they just do because they can yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think gives this movie a, a nuance that those other films like don't have
2: right well and again belies the rather absurd concept of this movie um, yeah FBI agent infiltrates Sir Perhambien
0: and I think it separates itself well <laughs> from like 80s cop Mm-hmm. crime action movies because those are just about like bad guys who are bad because yep. they are like they
2: that's are totally in- are they're
0: inherently bad yes. and they're they're not humanized in any way right and they it, and,
2: and like any effort would yeah. be absurd okay? yeah and that it's not even it's not even considered you look at a, which makes
0: it much easier to like shoot and kill yes
2: yeah. especially when you don't see the results of that mm-hmm. violence right um, yeah. yeah so I think that that matters and I think that that's kind of where piano ends up because the last thing you see in this movie is him tossing his FBI badge or cop badge or whatever in the ocean. Um, and I think that you see him like moving closer to the really ocean. what Swayze has been saying all along. Yeah. So maybe he's going to go Yeah, surf. he's
0: inducted into the cult essentially of, right. of surfing.
2: Right. And yeah. that's why he lets him go at, at the end and get that last surf in and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I did quite like the ending.
1: Yeah. Because he like tosses his badge and you see the badge like gets swept away into the ocean and then it gets <laughs> into this like... 80s hair metal by Rat, which is an awesome song <laughs> yeah. that they I think was made for this movie because I looked it up and the music video has clips from the movie. So. The music
0: in the movie is awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's that, that so song is great. I perfect love Rat. for this like moment in time. Like yeah,
2: yeah. Well, because it, it, it like surfing culture is so specifically associated with like a the, the 60s, yeah, M, or the 80s, yeah. right? And I, I feel so you feel like this kind of like at the end. At the end of something in this movie.
0: Yeah, I think the late eighties feels
2: kind of nineties, like the language. It feels like a nineties sort of. I think
0: vernacular. it's because of the Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, um, I guess so. I, I guess but, they're taking it after the fact. But yeah.
0: yeah, this like there was there was definitely like a in the eighties there was this like big push into like action sports. Mm-hmm. Like windsurfing got really popular yeah. in the eighties. Like Sky skydiving started to be a thing. Surfing got more mainstream popular, mm-hmm. so. I think this movie is like very much of its moment where it's like this is kind of the end of like that like extreme first like American interest in like extreme sports.
2: Yeah, well, and you see it in the narrative structure of the film itself, right? Where they're they're chasing the waves, right? Like that's the phrase that they use is that they're they're robbing in this particular neighborhood because that's where the good surfing is. They're going to move on when the surfing is somewhere else. And so it's not just that they're pursuing like the that the serpents are pursuing something that is fleeing from them you also get the sense that they are being pursued by something that's going to stop them from doing what they want to be doing and that they're them being stopped and them not eventually or, and them eventually not catching the thing that they want to catch is inevitable right like that there's this something faded about it um, and when Swayze does finally catch the big once in 50 years wave, that's really when the entire adventure ends. It's when the movie ends, it's when Keanu's career ends, it's when his criminal career ends, like everything culminates in in that event. And it feels like all of surfing culture kind of concludes at that moment, Mm -hmm. right? They Um, did
1: have the strange scene where they showed him actually like going down in the wave very unceremoniously. Yeah. Which I kind of wish wasn't there because like, (laughs) Want he, didn't, he didn't surf that wave very well he just kind of <laughs> goes down immediately and that was kind of sad to see well i think
2: the implication is that he's killing himself
1: well i know but like he could at least like you know do a sweet surf with this giant wave and then go down not just like kind of clumsily fall over as soon as the wave <laughs> comes up i was like what the hell is that
0: that the people who surf waves <laughs> like that in real life like you you need like a jet ski to like get you out in time
1: <laughs> oh really you wait
0: yeah you wait for like a break between those giant waves and then oh. you just have a jet ski like haul you out really fast wow. and then you, you so there's just like a
2: jet ski guy that does that yeah yeah okay i had no idea yeah surfing seems super dangerous it's incredibly
0: yeah. dangerous I, I tried it a few times in la and i um i fell really hard and hit the bottom oh, and, and it it sucks yeah it yeah, it re- yeah. really sucks. It's going to be terrifying,
2: right? It like is. and All the way underwater.
0: When you look at the waves, they don't seem that big. And then when you're out, they're humongous. They look huge. The hardest part about surfing, though, in, in my like, very small sample size, yeah. paddling out is incredibly hard.
2: Oh, sure, I bet. And
0: by the time that you get out, tiring. if you're not used to it, you're just exhausted. So the and act then you of, have to ride a wave. The act of surfing itself just seems like <laughs> impossible because... You've used like all of your energy just trying to to get out. Yeah. Um, what they do in the film they show, which is actually what you're supposed to do, is when you see a big wave, you actually flip over underneath the board, and the wave kind of um, just like crashes onto the board, and then you flip back up. And, and I've keep never going. seen people do that. Huh. They, they do it in this yeah. film. Yeah, wild. Yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, and the other bit of surfing culture that she gets right is that uh, Keanu drops in on somebody at some point and. Gets punched in the face and they cut his yeah, <laughs> they cut his cord
0: Yeah, but from what I understand, <laughs> in real life, surfers are pretty territorial. And, <laughs> yeah, and just they like they, they will kind of fuck you up if you're in right. their territory. So right,
2: well, yeah. and that he he like cuts them off, right? Yeah, and that it's like it's it's dangerous and also like bad surfing etiquette. Um, What's
0: funny though, in this film kind of predicts it, predicts it at least in L.A. The people who surf are like really like high-income individuals, yeah. like, because yeah. they have the money to, like, do a leisure thing like uh-huh. this. So yeah.
1: I mean, you're just out yeah. there riding waves all day, it's like, you don't have a job, right? Well, yeah.
2: yeah. The, the board is not cheap, and yeah. you need, like, a wetsuit, which is also not cheap. And, and some and sex wax. Yes. Sex wax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and people surf here, too. Like, people go out to Rockaway Beach yeah, You go to And surf, which seems even worse, because it's colder and i want nothing yeah you need like a dry suit for that yeah which sucks yeah yeah Yeah. fuck that um speaking of the sex wax the technology in this movie is ridiculous (laughs) right like that they are like pulling fibers from this dude's hair to compare to something else Mm -hmm. and like they have this uh, apparently some sort of 1991 computer database with like every bit of information on this woman that's ever existed was this like pre-dna
0: it would have just gotten been like contemporary to be a thing so yeah. people didn't really get dna until like around the o j trial which would have been 95 i think
1: this, this is yeah.
2: like really cutting edge
0: yes yeah, yeah. It well, wasn't. And-
2: they can, so they can kind of fudge it, right? So mm-hmm. they can kind of say, like, this is probably how it works. And
0: They don't really dwell ahead. on it, though, no, which is no. good for the film. It's, they don't do, like, a science explanation of what they're doing. They're just, like...
2: It's pure just get their hair, we're going to scan it. Yeah, yeah It's just plot convenience, so that's fine. Like, just get to the stuff that's interesting Yeah, um, and, and move along. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: and actually, the where they pull the guy's hair is... Um, I think it's Stockweiler Beach, which is right where I used to live. Oh, really? Yeah, I noticed there. there's, like, this industrial... Smokestack in the background. Was it's like, still oh. there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's green. a water processing plant. So oh, well, yeah,
2: that possible. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but yeah, the the treatment. I found the treatment of technology in this movie to be uh, amusing. I,
0: it was good that they did, just didn't dwell on it. Which no, yeah, think, they, yeah,
2: they they handled it correctly. Yeah, um, I think because like they could have come up with some yeah scheme or some you know For sure. explanation, but like that's not why anyone's watching this movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, um, do you have any uh, last charles did you like this film i, don't, I, don't I, think I ever certainly
1: got enjoyed it yeah, yeah. It, it was quite a lot of fun it's a very well put together action movie and i i do love me some action movies i don't know if i would put it into the good category like you guys seem to have because it to me it does ultimately still it, it ultimately is still just an action movie to me i don't know if it has or if i like you know glean any deeper commentary from it or anything like that um, but it was certainly a very, very well put together one. I thought it was more entertaining than the first Fast and Furious movie, um, even if that one had cars in it and this one didn't really. Um, so,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope I didn't come across as being hard on this movie because I think it's very good. Yeah, I think it, it, it's I think definitely that. worth watching. We did not talk about that Catherine Bigelow directed this movie as a woman in the 90s. About, that's very much a dude movie in a very traditionally dude genre.
0: Um, I think it's good because of that, though. I yeah. think you see the cr- critique like, within the film. Yes, and yeah, and
2: it's, it's clear that this is that she is specifically well-suited her, to it. Her
0: soon-to-be husband, James Cameron, was the executive They're producer. They're getting married? No, they were married. Okay. And they are since divorced. But before this movie... I oh, mean, you mean soon in the... Yeah, in they shot it, yeah. Like, as soon to have been? Yeah, soon to have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah like he that. executive producer. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. I think I saw his name on the, yeah. the credits, but... So you can see their relationship like forming, like <laughs> in the credits here. <laughs> but yeah, she's an excellent director, and one of the better working directors, and I think you see a pretty early example of why it's so, why she's so good.
2: Definitely, she was the first to win a best direct, first woman to win a best director Academy Award, right? I think?
0: don't think no, she was actually. Think
2: so, actually. No. Yeah. Okay, I'm misremembering then. Uh, but in any event, she is very good here. I think this movie's very good. Um, certainly worth watching, and just just a blast. Like it's just a fun, often goofy. I stand by this movie still being largely dumb, but dumb in a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I like it. Yeah, good pick.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a big evangel for this film, and yeah. try and share it with as many people as possible because I, I think people hear that it's bad. And
2: yeah, well, I mean, it's still sitting at like a 65 on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah, I
0: think that's cr- criminal. Yeah, <laughs> <It was just laughs> there, there also is a. Um, um a live like a theater version of this film dang uh, like a comedy theater version That's of this stuff would have to be and uh <laughs> i have seen it it's very funny um, what they do is they have the person that plays keanu is people who audition out of the crowd uh <laughs> <What>? and <laughs> So the first like, pi- they, like volunteer. The first like 15 20 minutes of the show is people like going through different trials and the crowd kind of votes on like who who's going to play Keanu. like doing Keanu Im-
1: Keanu impressions.
0: Yeah, and then what happens during the show is they <laughs> they they do like sort of the major scenes like within the film right. and the person who's playing Keanu is chased around by another person who has their like lines. <laughs> and so when when they're supposed to do a line they like Shove it in their face. So they're like, <laughs> read it. Yeah, and then the Keanu person like, <laughs> like does it.
2: Wow, how do they do the skydiving? They um, not to defend, no, they put
0: like a table and they just have people like lie on the table. <laughs> yes, it's, it's funny. It's it's a low tech kind of like c- yeah. community theater almost. It, it's traveling too. It travels all around the country. Wow. Yeah, that they still sick. do it. I, I I checked. Okay. It's it's good. Uh It was it was at the Bell House here a year or two ago. No,
2: yeah. maybe it'll come back.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it will. It it comes around
2: a lot. So. That's funny. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Okay, so we'll be back in a little bit for Things We've Seen and our movie for next week. So stay tuned.
0: All right, and we're back with Things We've Seen. Uh, so Wilson has been harping on this movie for a long time. I finally saw it. Um, so I saw Paddington. Yes! Because uh, <laughs> yeah. Paddington 1 and 2 are on Netflix right now. 2 is on Netflix? Uh, I don't know if 2 is. 1 is. Okay. 1 um, definitely is. Yeah, it's... It's good. Um, don't
2: say it like that. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is great.
0: I, I don't know if it's great. It's it's like a 99%er in Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm not sure that it's that. But it is...
2: It's an easy movie to like.
0: It's kind yeah. of... It's delightful. Yeah. For sure. Um, things I really liked about it are... Um, surprisingly well-done CGI character is Look, actually... The bear
2: looks great. T-
0: technically, this film is kind of incredible. Yes. But, they're, yeah. Did but they have I Andy
2: Circus think... playing Paddington? I don't know. Um, I don't know who did he the... He'd be
0: way too tall. Yeah. No, yeah. Kidding. He's not actually yeah.
2: Gollum sized. Yeah. Or Kemp sized. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy, I forget who the actor is that does the voice, but he's known as well. But yeah, yeah the, the bear looks amazing.
0: It is kind of incredible. Yeah. The, I like him and his sort of like, he's very like, um, I mean, the obvious thing is that he's like a fish out of water in in London, but yes. he he does it in like kind of a, a charming way, in a way that's like not annoying, yeah, um, which it very could have easily been that way. Um, mm-hmm. I I like also about the the film is interesting in that it's like very like UK politics oriented, in that. Mm-hmm. What we have is an immigrant story. Yep. Someone who's come very, from very yeah, from dark. <laughs> Which I'm not. I'm not so sure about that. But yeah, the the fact that he's an immigrant and um, the the family that takes him in are kind of split. So there's like the mother and the kids who are like kind of cool with like taking Paddington, right?
2: And the dad is not
0: in, and the dad is not, and they clearly kind of represent like the sort of Brexit politics of. Liking
2: the immigrants like
0: and, uh, yeah, like yeah. yeah liking and sort of hosting immigrants as as like a, a, in like a welcoming way versus um, the, the Tories who like literally just want to throw them uh, right? let see him as invaders. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that is like meant clearly meant to be like a Tory. Who, yes. Yeah, definitely
2: <laughs> um, The only difference is that he comes around at the end. Tories don't do that.
0: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, but and I, I, I like that
0: the movie kind of played with that in a very clever way, and yeah, I think that's
2: explicitly the message. Wait,
1: way, when did when did Paddington One come out? Uh, it was like four years ago now. Yeah, like bre-
0: definitely pre Brexit, but, yes. but the country very is definitely still, like yeah. headed yeah. In, in that direction. Yeah, and, immigration
2: was a major issue for a long time uh, in the UK, and this yeah. is yeah. dealing very directly with that. Um, with that, with that narrative, uh,
0: um, and also what it what it deals with in a, in a clever way is. Um, the like history of UK colonialism where mm-hmm. we go out and we send explorers out all all over the world. They go and are, are welcomed by or the in this in this movie the guy is he's a scientist, an explorer. Yeah. And he assumes he's gonna like happen upon like a very primitive culture in Peru. What they find is that the bears are actually like very intelligent and <laughs> like they can talk. Yeah, and, and <laughs> nice and they like they they feed him marmalade and stuff like that. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um and it, that's an interesting way of like kind of dealing with the sort of UK history of, of colonialism. It, mm-hmm. it shows that like, well, we went and and kind of did this, and then we get upset when people kind do of, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, do the same thing. Right. And I, I think it's clever. I think it's a good good message for a kids movie. Yeah, it legitimately is.
2: It's much more complex than you expect from a kids yeah. movie. Um, it is charming and funny. Um, and the like, the darkest Peru thing, like that. He when whenever any, the joke is that whenever anybody asks Paddington where he's from, instead of just saying Peru, he says the darkest. He says Peru. the darkest Peru because yeah. that's like the what he was always told his country is name. So he thinks like that's the whole thing, which is also kind of an interesting colonial critique. Yeah, as like well as like like running joke. You
0: inherit the colonialism. Either yeah, you are mm-hmm. colonized. Yeah, and
2: yeah. so he's like just regurgitating back how his country is viewed, even though to him it's just Peru. Um, and so yeah, it's it, it has a lot more going on. Yeah, um,
0: but I've I've heard that the books are not as good politically. Um,
2: I mean, they're just they're not interesting politically. Right?
0: <laughs> well, no, I've heard that they're actually kind of problematic. Where oh, really? They, they show him as kind of like a more dopey. Oh, yeah. Character. I I don't know that firsthand. I've I've heard that from someone who is per- or of Peruvian descent. Okay. Uh, and doesn't like this film, and their parents didn't like this film. Really. Um. Or they have I don't know if they haven't seen this film, but they didn't like okay. Paddington didn't as, like the, the as a character, character. because it's sure, that's fair. specifically Peruvian okay. mm-hmm. in the way that the characters treated in the books. Um, I'm not sure that that's as present in the movies, but
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the the second one the more I think about it, the second one, I think is even better. So if you haven't seen it yet, do that too.
0: <laughs> I, I haven't, but I wanted okay. to see this one before I saw the second you're, one. and you're correct to do that. For sure this is a kid's movie yeah. though. Like yeah. it's <laughs> it, And yeah. that, that's like the one thing that kinda kept me from being like, This is an excellent movie. Unl- unlike a Pixar movie, which like I can just watch and be mm-hmm. like, This is great. I didn't sort of I don't think it rises to the level of like a Pixar movie where like adults can watch it and it's fine, mm-hmm. like oh, as, no. as an adult film.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. I still got enough out of it. Like I still really yeah. like it, and I think that it's because of the, its take on the politics and the immigration politics, um, as well as the bear itself just being so purely charming.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's what I saw.
2: Cool. Um, uh, I s-
0: Sally Hawkins is also great in Paddington as well. Yeah. So yeah, she's on a, on a hot streak.
2: Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, is she's yeah. Uh, from Shape of Water. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And also Happy Go Lucky. Have you seen Happy Go Lucky? No. No. Nope. Happy Go Lucky. Very good movie. Um, so I'm going to go a couple weeks back, because this is a movie I've, I saw a little while ago, but um, haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Drastically different than Paddington. Um, I saw Red Sparrow. Um... It was sitting at like a 50-something on Rotten Tomato, like a very mixed reviews. The non-Marvel Marvel movie. The, right. Um, yeah. And that that was the critique of the trailer. Yeah. Um, having seen it, it's crystal clear why this was not a Marvel movie. There are multiple extend. Well, okay, just yeah, the premise at first. Jennifer Lawrence plays a Russian uh, ballerina who breaks her leg. Oh, those and is forced to retire. <laughs> yes. Um, she is recruited into... The Red Sparrows, which is like this secret spy society in Russia, right? And they go and they spy on people and they use their sexuality to do that. Sure. Um, It was pitched as pretty much an action spy thriller uh, in the same vein as something like a Nikita or... Like a a John
0: Wick almost.
2: Yeah, almost like, yeah. Like a... Atomic Blonde? Yes, much more like those movies. in actuality, it's closer to something like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It's very much about like the movements of these people and like how information is being exchanged and that kind of spy play rather than actual action sequences. Um, so for that reason, I think it would be hard to transi- transition this into a Black Widow movie. Um, the other reason is that there are at least two or three extended explicit torture scenes that were very difficult to watch. Mm. Um, this movie is violent. It earns its R easily, um, but it's in like these very isolated moments <clears throat> within a larger context of not violent at all. Very almost, I don't. It's not a boring movie, but like the boring kind of spy play. Um, the interesting thing about the movie for me is, uh, well, there's a couple things, but I think it has some interesting gender politics in that it's set up as. The Jennifer Lawrence character is going to be using her sexuality to manipulate men and to be this honeypot character that we have seen in many, many other spy movies before this. She never sleeps with anybody, right? There's at no point does she even, I I think even kiss anyone under false pretenses, right? Like it's, she is, if she plays this surprisingly chaste spy mm. for someone who is supposed to be, you know, taking in these men as, you know, though her only value and her only means of extracting information or progressing as a spy is through her sexuality and through her femininity. She actually, she wins at the end, and she wins because she simply outsmarts everybody else around her as a spy, not as a a sexual being. Um, So I think this movie, I liked it. I think this movie has gotten short shrift. I think that it has been misunderstood uh, by a lot of critics, and I think it was misunderstood by its advertising campaign. Um, So this is, if if you go to this movie expecting the Black Widow movie that we never got, you will be disappointed. Um, But if you go to this movie expecting something closer to traditional spy play with some interesting gender politics and really, really violent torture scenes, then um, you'll get what you want. Um, So I think it's a recommend if you can stomach that kind of stuff. I'm not down for torture scenes. Okay, then yeah. (laughs) uh, like Joel Egerton is in this movie, um, and he's good in it, and yeah, he gets tortured in a way that was... Literally cringe-inducing. Um, so. I'm, I'm pretty weak okay. uh, on those kinds of scenes. <laughs> yeah, I probably I, can't handle that. I will not go into any further detail then, but um, it okay. is explicit. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. You see anything good, Charles?
1: Yeah. Uh, I saw Death of Stalin, which Ooh, had gotten a lot of hype. Um, I, I don't... Heard... No, go ahead. We're...
0: I heard this is very funny.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, I don't think that the style of comedy in it was right for me. Um but I can see why people would enjoy it and think it was great. Um I just think it happened not to be aligned with my style of comedy uh and it was funny because i'd saw I'd seen game Night like right before this, and I really liked game night's style of humor, and then this one like it didn't really land with me that much um so I wasn't blown away by it I think it's just subjective tastes style of comedy sort of thing, but a lot of the jokes like it kind of felt like they were trying too hard to be silly or dopey. Um, <laughs> like, it was doing that juxtaposition of these really serious and tough political people are doing these, like, kind of toilet humor sort of jokes and, and that kind of thing. Like, they have Stalin piss himself when he dies. and they have to That to actually like, happens. Though. They have to, like, skirt around the fact that his body is covered in urine. And I'm just like, uh...
2: Yeah. Pee jokes. Like, uh... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I saw this movie too um, last week or the week before, and I'm basically I agree. Like, the I take notes, um, and the first thing I wrote was I wish this were funnier. Like, I feel like it should have been funnier than it was, because um, this guy—it's the same guy that did *In the Loop* um, and *Veep*, and like those are funny movies. Or *Veep* is funny, um, and *In the Loop* is really funny, and I feel like this one just didn't land as well as I wanted it to. Like, mm-hmm. I was I wanted I, I expected to laugh more than I did. Um, it, there are still certainly funny moments. And the performances are strong. Um, the the to me the most interesting thing about the movie is that he didn't cast any Russians at all. <laughs> like it's Oleg Kurilenko is uh, like oh, yeah, the, you're Ukrainian right. or something. Yeah uh... you're right. But like he he casts Steve Buscemi as um uh, Kru- who the hell did Steve Buscemi play? But Khrushchev? Ca- yeah I forget their names already. Um, Jack, and yeah. he so then he just like has Steve Buscemi like keep his like Brooklyn accent. Like, I, hide it I all. heard that
0: was part of. The joke the, yeah, that they're yeah, making fun it, of movies that
2: it's probably
1: better are, than if they had done like really bad Russian accents because right. no, they're I always think, really bad. You know, no, I think
2: they made the right choice. Yeah, yeah, and like they have Jeffrey Tambor and like he just like sounds like Jeffrey Tambor, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, like, felt like Arrested Development. Yeah, exactly. And well, I think the the clear point that he's making is that like this kind of dumb bullshit, like this kind of infighting and power struggles over with people that are pretty stupid like, can happen anywhere, right? Like, you don't need to locate this in Russia. This is a universal story, and here it will come out of every kind of accent that you you can imagine. Um, and, and that's effective, and that works. Uh, but yeah, the, it, if it's supposed to be a comedy, it should have been funnier. I really wanted it to be funnier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a... yeah. I mean,
1: the people I saw it with seemed to find it very funny, so yeah, okay. I, I, I think it was just like, just not my style of humor, I guess. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm with yeah. you on this one. Because yeah. I've, I, I mean, I've even seen other stuff that this guy has done and found yeah. it funny. So I think that this, at least for me, was just not as strong uh, uh, an offering.
0: The reviews that I had heard were pretty positive and said it was very funny. So.
2: It, it, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. mine too. Yeah, I, I mean, I looked at a couple and people were raving about it for a while now. And yeah, it just did not land as well as I wanted it to for me. So. All right. Well.
1: Oh well. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it had that much commentary on, like, communism. I think it had a lot of
2: commentary on Trump. the Stalin's regime. No, it, it, it's very explicitly about Trump. <laughs> right, Like, I think that this movie is talking about now. And like any time mm-hmm. you have a, a period piece, it's not really talking about that period. And yeah, that, that's part of the reason that they they cast a bunch of Americans and Adam's on like Americans in this Russian movie, right? Like th- this movie is. Have
0: you seen In the Loop, that. Charles?
2: I have not. What it's, is that?
0: It's pretty funny. It's kind of, it's like a pre-beep-beep. Yeah, it's the same guy. Uh-huh. It's it's about like I, for, I forget. It. It's just about like English bureaucracy. Yeah, but yeah. and how they interact with Americans and like too. the
2: absurdity of yeah. of government. So, and the, specifically the absurdity of people in government. Um, it's,
0: it's about bureaucracy. It's like a bureaucratic yeah. comedy. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. yeah. Very British. Like this one was was pretty British. Um, yeah, because the guys who make Veep are Brits. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think that I'm, I'm, I was pretty medium on Death stone Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my pick. Yeah, what are we watching? Uh, we're going to go back to the greatest year in cinema of all time, 2007, uh, and watch No Country for Old Men. Um, so, this is... I think already a classic, despite being 10 or 11 years old, Uh, one of the all-time great American films, certainly one of the great American films of the 21st century. Um, And it's high time that we watch another Coen Brothers movie. Um, So thank you for listening, everybody. We will be back next week for No Country for Old Men.